Yo, 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 what is up, what it do, how we doing, how are you, this is your boy, Bruno Caballero, aka Mario Caballero, back again, uh, live here, uh, it is now June the 28th of uh, Pride Month, is just around the corner, it's almost 4th of July weekend, almost my little brother's birthday, almost Supreme Kai's birthday, shout out to them, uh, but right now, this is episode 109 of the Puro Caballero Show. And yeah, we're going to try to get this in real quick. Um, it's been a few weeks since I touched back with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning back in. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us everywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, you know, SoundCloud, Google, wherever. Wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. Give us a nice little review. Follow us on the YouTube and obviously on Twitch where we're at right now. Um, give us a follow at Pro uh, Caballero Show. Same as you see everywhere <laughs> in the description. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be there. Uh, give us a subscription, a subscribe, follow, rate, review, leave us comments, do all that shit, do all the stuff. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at the Pro Caballero Show. Get that up and popping. Uh, but yeah, I'm on a little bit of a time crunch right now because uh, I will be hosted later at the Thai Angel Bar uh, show that we have going on tonight. Uh, very happy to have that lineup there. If you're listening right now, uh, come on out in Koreatown. We're up on West. Uh, we got a great lineup. Got on here. Lineup change last minute. But uh, we'll have Andrew Mercado, Paul Ober, Haley Hackett, and AJ Santos in the building. <laughs> Couple special dropping guests as well will be coming by. So uh, yeah, come on through. Pad Thai, you're loud and laugh, man. Nothing better. Nothing better than laughing in public, right? All right. Oh, come on, come out. If you don't come out this week, we'll be having in a couple other shows coming up. A little bit of a schedule team. We're supposed to have a show on the 12th of July. That will be the next one. But unfortunately, we've moved it back over two days to the 14th. I will be uh, performing at uh, Flappers. It'll be my debut performance. That'll be upcoming the 12th there. Thank you to Get It. Yeah, amazing. Um, thank you for that spot there as well. Flappers debut. That should be pretty cool. Um, what else do I have on the docket coming? Guys, in the um, ba, 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 ba. Uh, um, a couple other shows coming. So I believe at the haha that'll be helping out. I want to say that's the 11th, but I'll give you more information as we get a little bit closer to those dates. Um, so yeah, Ty Angel Bar will be running the show on the 14th. It'll be a, a little bit of different with Thursday, but then we're back to the Tuesday schedule on the 20th. Yeah, those will be our next two shows. Line up together for you guys. It should be a fucking fun one. Fucking come out, hang out with me. Guy. Uh the homie Jay, what up? What up? Uh we're gonna have a but yeah, I'm on a little bit of a time crunch. We gotta get to that show. Did you guys hold on. Check, 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 check. Oh, was that was was this getting picked up? I don't fucking know. Um but yeah, a little bit of a time crunch. Uh, gotta get to that show later. So uh so yeah, let's just get right to it. Um we're gonna talk about today. Been uh, it's been a couple. Uh, might as well talk about what I shows I've done recently. I've had a couple good ones. Yeah, I got to perform in the desert this last weekend. Uh, one of those desert shows, ultimate crowd. Drive out there. <laughs> yeah, shout out to everybody. Lie, having me out there. So, uh, so thank. You. In a while, it's been 19 days. Uh, got to help. What else did I do? Did stand up last week. Oh, out in Culver City. That was a fun ass show. Thank you to Karina Reyes one more time for uh, putting that show together. That was really good. Great crowd. Great receptive audience. I felt really good about my performance. I did. I thought I did. Well. I, thought it, I thought for the most part everybody did really well as. That lineup. 
require yes i do it probably should i not do it for probably <laughs> we had evan sanford mark boyd sam bilski or max helper or hey i believe his name yeah he was top in um yesterday at the boom what up what up what up yeah so that show was fucking awesome it was epic uh Crowd was so live. I like don't typically don't do this. Not planning. But I decided I wanted to record my set and I deleted a couple of videos beforehand. I knew I was really close on memory that I had on my phone. So I'm like recording my set. Everything's going great. It's going tremendous. I have a couple new jokes that they're because that I because it was such a like a, a live audience and. Boy, oh boy, I didn't like a lot of like older stuff up top, but some of the stuff at the end, that shit was hidden. God, it was cracking. I like, I don't know, I set it up perfectly. I was playing with the crowd, playing with the audience a little bit, a little bit of back and forth on the subject. I was just like nailing it. I don't know. Everything just like was just lined up and it was it, out. Uh, like some of this, the joke, like one punchline, but it has a lot of setup, so it's like it can be very hit or miss. Trying to get better with the setup or like trying to spice up that. I thought I did a good show, job that night, and I was really hyped when I got off stage. I go look at my phone and I pull it up. I realize that the recording ended right before I did that joke. So I was so devastated. I was so, so bummed. I was so pissed at myself. I'm like, come on, bro. I like, oh, I was like already in my head. As I'm on stage, I'm like, ooh, it's going to be a fire clip on Instagram, bro. Oof, I'm about to, oof, it's nice. And get to the end of the video and it's only six minutes and my set was like a little over seven. <laughs> like, but like I had just had a great set and like talking to Karina about what happened and hard for me not to like just be pissed off at myself in the moment but you did awesome you did good you did good bro like why are you mad <laughs> mm -hmm. I can never get fucking everything right it's always like 9 out of 10 there's equation and Yeah, dude. It is what it is. It is what it is. I got over it and <laughs> about myself for the rest. But uh, yeah, shout out to Karina one more time. That was a great job. Very live. Very well, I believe they're doing it monthly at uh, the garage on Motor Ave. That was a cool bar. Cool bar. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, also had the comedy show they down in Long Beach, 50th uh, podcast episode. I have a video coming out. I just got some photos from a photographer from a great, great night. We'll preview. Look at this guy right here. All right, that's enough. Uh, it, it, he was riffing on a bunch of people. Harlot. He. Big homie Stank closed it out, and then we had Young Beeves. I think that's the first time I'd seen him at <laughs> yeah, those were those shows. I didn't know the time. 
oh, I got the opportunity to do a DJ set, a couple comedy shows out in the rec room. And, uh, big props to Aaron Thompson for having me there early show. And another big shout out to Bo and Santos, who night. Um, shout out to them. Yeah, putting on the second show in the rec room. And I like hit them up. I was like, bro, you got some people. Like, I'll just be there to hang out. <laughs> so they hooked it up. They gave me top of that. So, uh, guys. Yeah, so uh, the rec room out. That was a Kenny Weber. But not a bunch of shit out there in the county. If you're in the area, you know, see, go out and uh, dabble and check. I'd been there. Like, I guess. Wouldn't said. Had a fun ass. Week prior than that, I got to DA show that he had. Funny Media Group Com. Repping the viscous vape booth and all that stuff, so everything. Hey man, that's that's a Fourth of July coming up. And uh until then, yeah, show tonight it's be hitting mics though. All of the I'm at six times far. Um it will be nice. More mics <laughs> slash shows, whatever. Um Thursday. Yeah. I think I could do that tomorrow. I think I'd do all couple Thursday also. But yeah, I'm trying to get I can do two fifty. But uh the halfway point would be uh, end of June. It's a hundred. That's pretty decent. Yeah, because there have been a couple of weeks where I've been haven't been doing taking a little bit of breaks here and there. Kind of letting the Step back. Gone through a couple ruts where you like fired and people working on stuff. Yeah, I kind of had a little bit of a weird spell. Early spring. Late winter. I don't know. Marchish. Yeah, starting to pick it up. Get right new material. Fired. All at once. I don't know. Who's got their own problem? Yeah, man. So that's the goal. Let's get to uh, 200 to 250. 50 to 3. First couple years doing stand up, I always had like that goal. Couple numbers. a little bit. under the first year 50 the well pandemic and that shit you guys know what I'm talking about so I'm just that trying to everybody's talking about the Supreme Court recently it got overturned. Pretty monumental fucking court case. I mean, that's what wants to hear this guy necessarily about it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of agree with the point that like most men shouldn't be talking about women's rights. You guys want it? <laughs> like that part of it is fucking fucking. Oh shit! Audio going in and out. All right, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for the heads up. Let me let me see if I can fix this. If I can fix this. Um. 
But yeah, that's really disappointing, man. Hold on. Hold on. What is going on? Uh, uh, uh. I go this way. Check, check. Check, check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Check, check. All right. I think that's better. I think that's better. <sighs> yeah, man. Um, my heart goes out to everybody who's getting affected. Obviously, living in California, I'm a liberal state. I don't think a lot of people's reproductive rights are going to be as affected as if you're living in somewhere like Texas or another more conservative state in the union. So, like, that part of it sucks. Now not everybody has that same resource and access. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of, like, uh, ripple effects that this is going to have uh, through the future. So we'll see if this is going to up, be upheld and uh, what challenges might be presented moving forward. But, um, yeah, man, I haven't had as much time to, like, really take a deep dive into this shit. And it's just kind of frustrating at being a comic because you just hear every motherfucker bring out their their fucking abortion material and shit like that. And, yeah, man, <laughs> like, like, I heard you say that joke, like, a year ago, and it didn't work. Like, why are you trying it again? So it's like, that part of it's just frustrating on the comedy side, obviously. I talked to a couple female comics, and a lot of them getting, like, some of them are real, like, really lefty shit, like, all up in that, you know, kind of Hollywood bubble-ish. But, like, some of them be getting triggered. They be telling me they're getting triggered when they be hearing people talk about this stuff. And, yeah, I've been uh, going to mics and hearing that stuff. So, like, that's that's cool. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, man, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird fucking time. Um, Weird fucking time for that shit. They've been, they, uh, been making some other rulings, you know, some, like, religious rights ruling, whatever the football, high school football coach that got fired um, for kneeling at the 50-yard line before a game for, even though he coached a public school, not a private Catholic school necessarily. So that was a whole craziness. I know there's a whole bunch of stuff talking about the gun legislation that's been going on, um, trying to make some changes as of... Um, responsible was going on to that, all these shootings that has been going crazy around the nation. We talked about it last podcast, so I won't get into too many of those, but, uh, but yeah, a lot of shit going on with the Supreme court, man. And it is fucking crazy to me. It's still years later that the fact that the Republican party, like bullied the Democrats into not being able to get a nomination at the end of Obama's administration when there were no legal precedents to, for them to do that shit and pull that move knowing that they had a chance to win the election with Trump. So when Trump won, then he put in, who is it? Fucking, what was the guy? The guy who was, like, crying on the stand or whatever, talking about his frat days and all that stuff. Well, I didn't fucking do it, or whatever the fuck he was doing. Um, yeah, that guy. You know you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but, yeah, they have a, a conservative majority on the Supreme Court right now because of that shit, which is, like, kind of crazy. <sighs> Political poodle getting into it right now um this is all coming from a guy who didn't vote in the midterm election so i don't know take what i say for a grain of goddamn salt but um yeah man supreme court man the fucking news all over the place man just reading all that shit um what else happened uh president fell off a bike it happened like a week ago <laughs> he took a nasty tumble that shit was hell hard <laughs> he uh looked like his foot got caught in the pedal um, I don't know if it was like one of those bikes where you got to wear the the funky looking shoes. You got to click in. Um, but yeah, homie took a, a tumble and that's, uh, that's scary considering that this guy looks like he's had osteoporosis for like the last 30 years of his life. So it's like, man, the fact that he didn't break a bone is kind of impressive, <laughs> honestly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why we're pushing this guy to like try to be over the top active when he doesn't look like he's got as many spry years left in him. Like, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> and, like, not even talking about his, like, mental cog cognitive abilities. Like, just physically, man. Like, you know, he was tripping up the steps uh, to Air Force One a few months ago. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, what was the Secret Service doing? They got to be by his side, man. They should have. I know, they, I know he was riding okay, but, like, damn, maybe he still should have put some training wheels on that bike, man. It's like, uh, 
Oh man, yeah. There's got to be like an age limit. There's like a lower age limit, and we need like an upper age limit for stuff, for like driving or uh, or whatnot. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, when you get to eighty, then you can't you can't be riding anything, bro. Um, yeah, he he Biden. I wouldn't trust him to drive a car. Like, I don't understand why we're getting him on a bike, man. Like. Is the economy that bad? This dude's got to do Uber Eats deliveries? Like, what the fuck's going on, man? Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. That dude, that dude fell flat hard. <laughs> all right. All right. That's enough. Enough political poodle for you guys. Um, this is the main reason I want to do this podcast. I want to talk about some sports shit, bro. Let's fucking do it. Uh, big, big shout out. Big congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Getting a championship, winning in six games over the Boston Celtics this year. So the Bay Area was like <laughs> very excited about that shit. Um, uh, Clay Thompson was also <laughs> as soon as the game ended. <laughs> Steph was over here pointing at the ring finger in the middle of the game, talking mad shit, talking mad papas to the Celtics. And um, yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> Draymond Green. Going off, going crazy in the media, having fucking media wars with people and stuff nowadays. <laughs> just all new media versus old media, like rivalry. It's just like him and Kendrick Perkins talking mad shit, <laughs> mostly. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, who else too? Um, Skip Bayless and who else? There's other guys. There's other guys that have been all up on Draymond recently. Um, yeah, new emote alert. I got a new emote. Uh, check it out. Check it out. Let me drop it right here. Let me see. Did I get approved? Did I get approved? Yep, yep, yep. Shout out to Draymond. This is what he told. This is basically what he told the media. He told them, shut up, bitch. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, did you guys see the parade? That was fucking epic-ass parade celebration, man. Uh, <laughs> Clay was doing the most, man. Clay was doing the most. So he pulls up to the parade on a boat. Uh, with his championship hat on that they gave after the the uh, they won the 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 trophy right, and uh, his hat flies off uh, as he's like on Instagram live like videotaping himself he's like like that so that happens he rolls up to the parade and then just starts it looks like getting pretty sloppy uh, he's like partying in the streets with the fans uh, at one point loses his ring <laughs> in the crowd and they're like searching on the ground trying to find it. Um, he ran over a chick <laughs> as he's stumbling. He's like in the street and loses his balance and takes like a one of those stumbles where you like take four or five steps. And eventually, like this other lady's just walking by. He knocks her over, regains his balance, and then big helps pick her up and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, Clay was going off, man. <laughs> Clay was doing the most. Um, Steph was having a good time too. It looked like he was getting into it. Um, I think that's that confidence you get when you win your first finals MVP and you're like the man. Like it was undoubted. Uh, he was undoubtedly the best player for the Warriors this whole playoff run, and especially in the finals, man. That, that game four that he put up was pretty damn impressive, man. Uh, 43 points. Ooh, he was just on fire and just uh, really put the team on his back. After that game, you, you can kind of tell that like the – the Celtics, they kind of, that was kind of their last gasp. And the guy, their main guys, Tatum and Brown, were like really dead and didn't have a lot of energy the last couple games because they were, they were giving them a lot of, uh, a lot of responsibility and asking them to do a lot. They were playing so many minutes, hardly getting any uh, rest. So uh, that was a very interesting matchup, very interesting to see. Very, very young Celtics team, or fairly young Celtics team with an older. Asian Warriors squad, so that was uh, that was a fun finals to watch there. Um, what else did I want to see? Some other shit on Instagram. Where? There it is. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> freaking Clay. Um. Oh my God, at the podium after the finals, they were dude, dude, like all the. All this shit talking just started happening like crazy, man. So uh, that was fucking fun. We'll see what happens with the Warriors, see if they bring the team back or what goes down. But um, I don't know. Did I talk about this on my last podcast? But there's like um, 
There was some spicy shit going on in the stands of game four of the Warriors game, man. It, it ooh, yeah. So his parents both showed up to the game and they're divorced now. And uh, Steph's parents, um, Sonia and Del Curry, they both showed up to the game with uh, their new their new boyfriend and girlfriend. But it come to find out that all those two individuals also used to be married to each other. So this is some like NBA wife swap situation going down. <laughs> and everybody was going crazy on the internet for uh, for a few days about it. Um yeah, kind of wild. Apparently the guy was like a co- collegiate kicker, I think in North Carolina, Charlotte area where they uh they were living cuz he was uh, Dell was on the, the the Hornets. And uh I'm pretty sure um there's some crazy backstory that we don't have, we don't fucking know. Like you know one of them started dating and then the other one got jealous and was like oh yeah you're gonna date the the smiths or whatever the fuck like <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna take the other one damn it so i don't know if that's like a true match made in heaven or if that's just just a match made in spite you know so it's crazy man the curry family be known to keep it a little spicy you know what i'm saying man just freaking stirring it up in that pop boy oh man <laughs> wild stuff man uh so that was the joke I wanted to do at the show in Culver City a couple uh, days ago, which I hope the audio was good enough for you guys to hear. I fucked up that setting, and uh, this is what happens when you do a podcast up on the roof where there's wind and you change it, um, noise gate and all that shit, and then you come in here and you want to do a podcast and talk to the mic, and that's it. So anyway, we'll be better. We'll, be, we'll do better next time. Thank you, Kelly, for that. Um, the audio helped. But um, so this was a joke. Yeah, I had a joke about it. Basically, the punchline was, uh, you know, the Curry family, for most of their history, they're known for making three pointers. But recently, they've been picking up a couple rebounds. Ha 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 ha! I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh shit! What up, Los? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? Um, so yeah, man, Curry family getting a little spicy. Um. <laughs> yeah so dude that joke fucking murdered the room oh my god that shit was, <laughs> i had to, oh man i was in the pocket i don't know what it was i had like the good amount of nerves like i had a little bit of drink in me and i was just loose and flowing i did all my stuff that i knew was 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 working pretty well uh that i had done before all my old stuff and i mixed that stuff in and everything was cooking and I'm like, all right, bet. Now's the time. I'm gonna drop this one right at the end. And I, it, it. Oh man, dude, I, I'm so upset at myself. I do not have a recording of that particular joke and how I got off stage at the end. Cause like that. Oh man, so mad. Like I still got six minutes of that set, so I'll probably clip it out and put some some of that material out there soon. But uh, fuck, bro. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh well, shit happens. Shit happens. What are, you, what are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? What am I gonna do? Just sit in this pity. Uh swallow in this. Um no, I gotta just tell the joke again at another fucking hot room. So I might tell it in Flappers <laughs> in Burbank. Uh July twelfth. Do I have a flyer? Hold on. <laughs> yes I do. Check it out. Oh shit. Yep, this is the show. Uh July twelfth, seven PM at the Yoohoo Room at Flappers. Uh, come on by. Uh, big, 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 big shout out to B. Gutierrez. Uh, huge Wu-Tang fan. Killer Bees. Um, Tony, Elise, Ace, Rachel, Remy, Kaylin. Hey, love, excuse me. And Alex. Shout out to everybody who's going to be on the show. It's going to be fucking dope. going to be a good one. All right. I digress. I digress. Um, so, yeah. Big shout out to the Warriors, Steph Curry. Uh, his name's already up in there in the Pantheon, but let's just put a little big, uh, big stamp of approval on that one um, for him to be in one of the, the goats. He's in that conversation right now. Um, I don't care what fucking era you watch basketball; like you cannot deny what he has done and how crazy good Steph has been. So, like, for sure, for sure, um, big props to him. He's now got. Four championship rings, one finals MVP. Um, 
He's got like basically all the three point records broken or in his sights uh, to break. Um, greatest shooter of all time, one of the scariest offensive threats ever. Uh, a lot of people got him now as maybe their top point guard of all time. Now, I think we got to take a step back and call timeout right there because Matt, you got to look at what the hell Magic did and how he just, oh man, he elevated just the whole sport. So, like, I, I would still consider him above that. But, like, he's, I think, pretty clearly passed Isaiah Thomas now on the all-time point guard list rankings just off of uh, his accomplishments overall. And, um, oh, my God, Steph this year? Steph, this playoff run was the most complete version of Steph I've ever seen because he was being very, very... Um, uh, tough nose on the defensive side, giving really great effort because teams would certain teams would try to hunt him out and try to attack him because he's like one of the weaker defenders uh, that's of the Warriors players who's out there. But like every time that happened, he held his own for the most part. So uh, he's gotten a lot stronger. He's gotten a lot more rebounds. He's always hanging around around the free throw line a lot more. Um, you know, helping helping out his big man who are boxing out on the inside and. Uh, Man, yeah, his assist numbers are always going to be there because guys are always going to want to double team and pressure him super far away from the basket. So he's going to get opportunities to just find dudes that are wide open. So, like, props to Steph. He's gotten better this late into his career, which is very impressive. And there's not that many guys who do that. So, uh, yeah, because he was averaging, like, over five rebounds a game for, like, a dude who's, like, 6'3", with guys out there that are, like, you know, he's matchups like six six to like seven foot or whatever it's like that's pretty impressive for for a little dude like that and the way he was able to um use the threat of shooting that three-pointer to his advantage and just cross a dude over or break a double team split the double team and get into the paint he was able to finish layups and uh, look for contact and drive a lot more effective than he had been when he was younger and he was not as strong not as not as built i guess um yeah, he's built different now, man. He could take that contact and that punishment a lot better than he used to be able to. If you saw pictures of him as like a skinny rookie, you're like, damn, bro, this guy can, he can't take it to the rack. He's got to stay outside, man. And to his credit, that's what he did <laughs> for the most part. But uh, yeah, he's really filled out the other parts of his game. And I mean, his, his handles always, has been terrific since like the first couple years in the league. Say it got better. Re like a really progressed uh his first like three or four seasons and he's just maintained that same level of excellence with that um the team the warriors are still kind of like can be a little hit or miss in terms of just being sloppy with the basketball but this more they turn the ball over being aggressive and those are the kind of turnovers you can live with versus the ones where it's like dumb bonehead mistakes but you know the celtics this year they couldn't take advantage and no, no, neither could anybody else uh, in the playoffs. But uh, obviously there's always asterisks. There's always injury issues. If Chris Middleton would have not got hurt, uh, maybe they beat the Celtics in the second round. And maybe Giannis has another championship. Who knows? Um, if uh, John Morant doesn't get hurt in the second round either, maybe the Grizzlies give it a better run against them. Who knows? But, hey, that's how it works. So it is what it is. So got to come back next year, man. That's, that's all you can do. Uh, Grizzlies look pretty good. They look like they're going to be uh, contenders for a minute. But um, Giannis, yeah, he's still going to be there. So if, if they got, still got Middleton and Drew, they're still going to be a tough out also. So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Lois, you're right, though. I got to give a big shout-out to all the bench players, though, and everybody else who was like the others, the others on the Warriors who came through. Yeah, Jordan Poole, um, he's a player that the Warriors really nece haven't necessarily had or needed in the past. So it's that kind of like, Lightning bug, quick, off-the-bench score, uh, who can provide some offense, but sometimes is like, you know, can be like, uh, you know, a little hit or miss. Um, he came up with some big, big shots and some big, big plays this postseason. I know uh, a lot of uh, people on Twitter, on the internet, were giving him props for those, those buzzer beaters. He was like three for three in like end-of-quarter buzzer beaters at one point before he missed one in game six. So <laughs> everyone's like, I know, but he's ever gone four for four and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, but... um. He did very well. Um, he balled out, did what they needed him to do, uh, provided that extra offensive punch. And then Andrew Wiggins. Yo, you're right. You're right. I got to give a big, big shout-out to Andrew fucking Wiggins because this dude, 
uh, he he earned that celebration, <laughs> man. There's that picture of him looking kind of beat, <laughs> hanging out with Clay and uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, which big shout out. He's uh, first, uh, um, I guess, uh, player Mexican descent to win an NBA championship. So saludos, Juan. Um, congratulations uh, to all that. Uh, didn't get as many playing time in the postseason, but hey, hey, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, man, fucking Wiggins, bro, that picture, <laughs> bro, you knew he was like up all night drinking and you knew he had to be smoking because his eyes are like fucking super, <laughs> super low <laughs> looking red as hell. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, he was a red eye Jedi for sure, man. He was. Oh, yeah. Some everybody was like, man, gelato got to him. <laughs> like, yeah, he got some good shit up there, bro. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, Wiggins, man. Wiggins had some monster games. He was putting up, like, career highs and rebounds and stuff. And it seemed like Iguodala was, like, the coach, like, the the assistant coach that was designated to just talk to him and have him maximize what he does. Because there's been times in the past where you can question his effort or you can question his, like, intensity or his focus because he would kind of come drifting in and out of games where it's, like, You'd be out there. You'd be watching the game for like ten minutes. You'd be like, "Oh, is Wiggins out there?" He's like, "I haven't seen him do anything." And then, and then he'll have like a explosive game, uh, kind of how he was in Minnesota. So he was like a little inconsistent, but bro, give it props to him, man, because like it was he played it. He balled out. He balled out. That man. That man is gonna earn him uh, a good contract if he wants it, or another chance to win championships with the Warriors if he wants to stay with them. Because that's gonna be that'll be the big question is uh, what they do with Wiggins moving forward. They got some. They got a lot of a lot of money tied up to some players moving forward. So we'll see what the Warriors do. But uh, but yeah, Wiggins, man, he he uh, he earned his keep, and uh, you, you got to give it to him, man. He played like James Worthy out there. He was just like small forward, like slash power forward, like smaller power forward kind of dude, just filling in the gaps, attacking the rim, uh, grabbing boards, and playing tough defense. And he he filled that role like to a key. Kind of did he kind of did the Andre Iguodala role um, with a little bit more uh, offensive punch than Iggy was kind of at his prime because Iggy was still looking to dish and distribute a little bit more. But Iguodala, every time you see him on the bench, Wiggins would come out. Iguodala was in his ear, just like talking, 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 and trying to get him locked in. And I think uh, I think them two together they worked pretty well because every single time Wiggins did something good, Iggy's just right here on the bench, just just clapping him up and giving him daps. So. Um, yeah, man, that shit, that shit, uh, that shit came through, man. Um, yeah, I don't. Wiggins was not a guy I would have necessarily penciled in to have a performance like that, so it's a little surprising. Uh, however, I feel like a lot of us knew he had, I guess, some potential to 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 hit that, and a lot of us, I think, didn't think he'd ever hit that potential. But obviously, it helps when you're playing with Steph and Clay. Um, also, big shout out to Clay because like he, he deserved that craziness that he was doing at the parade because that man had what two years, two and a half years off from playing basketball, uh, two really tragic injuries, ACL and an Achilles. Like, dude, like hardly anybody comes back from that. So the fact that he came back and was able to to produce um, was uh, pretty special there. At times, there was times he was struggling, and it was a question of whether he was going to be at the rotation in certain points in the finals, you're like, dude, like, can he play? Like, he might be a defensive liability versus back in the day, he was one of the best defenders in the league. So uh, he stepped it up in the last few games, though. Dre was, Draymond was actually the one who got benched a little bit in game four. So, uh, uh, and he responded well. <laughs> His game six was fucking crazy, man. He was just out there uh, from the jump, like, was just locked in, doing typical Draymond stuff was even hitting a couple jump shots and at that point you're like oh it's gonna be tough for the celtics tonight and uh yeah they got it done man so so props to them all right that's uh that's enough uh finals talk what else has been happening um talk about some draft news draft happened recently a couple off-season moves um i guess this is warriors related uh the uh assistant one of the assistant coaches on the team kenny atkinson uh was uh tabbed to be he was in line to be the head coach for the charlotte hornets uh they announced it the week before the finals or before the the finals ended i should say 
And then they win the finals, and he decides, nah, actually, I don't want to go to Charlotte. I'm going to stay here in uh, the Bay Area, and I'm going to – I won't be a head coach, but, you know, it's nice over here. So that usually does not happen, man. Like, that's so rare for a coach that's going to be, like, making millions of dollars to just be like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I mean, this is a guy who's, who's – he's, he's been a head coach before. He was coach of the Nets. Prior had been a long time assistant coach too, so I mean I don't know maybe maybe he just doesn't he just didn't didn't want that scrutiny I guess or or whatever but uh yeah that was an awkward situation for the team especially considering that they didn't really like they didn't make the playoffs so they've been out for like a couple months so they could have hired another head coach a long time ago so they were kind of waiting on Atkinson but. uh yeah, they came back and like it was, apparently Mike D'Antoni was like the next person in line for the job um, when they announced that Atkinson was going to get it. Um, so they, I guess they I don't know what the fuck happened, but they did not hire him either. So they ended up going with Steve Clifford, who was like a head coach for them a few years ago. Um, he got let go and then he went to Orlando for a few seasons and then now he's back in Charlotte, I guess. So. If I'm a fan of that team, I would have been pissed off with the way they handled that shit. You're like, what the fuck? Like, we shouldn't have fired Borrego to begin with, which uh, another Latino in the NBA. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Um, but yeah, man, like, I don't know. It's puzzling. Puzzling stuff there from, from MJ's team out in Charlotte. So what are they going to do? I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Because uh, Steve Clifford there. All right, what else, what else, what else happened? Uh, Atlanta Hawks promote Landry Fields to general manager. Uh, apparently, he had been an assistant general manager, manager since October of 2020, which I had no idea. This is kind of crazy to me because I remember seeing Landry Fields as a player, like, not too long ago on the Knicks. Have some pretty decent seasons. Uh, he was a teammate with Jeremy Lin during that Linsanity shit and happened. Uh, went to Toronto, played, like, another year or two, and then retired. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to him. Shout-out to... Um, um yeah the young gm landry dude i don't think he's even 40 yet so um yeah man that's uh a very young general manager they're just hiring a lot of young guys man um i know uh there was another head coach who just got hired i have it listed here um yeah the jazz they're gonna get a new head coach they got uh former celtics assistant will hardy He's going to be the youngest coach in the league at 34 years old. I'm like, God damn. That is a quick rise. Um, before he was on the Celtics, he was uh, also uh, a coach with Ime Udoka when they were with uh, San Antonio. So he had worked under Greg Popovich uh, for years before that. But, like, damn, 34? That is young as hell, man. I'm, like, I'm seeing all these young-ass dudes, and I'm, like, second-guessing what the fuck I was doing with my life, man. Maybe I should have just gotten into the into – the, film room and just start doing basketball breakdowns and even get on a roster or two as a video coordinator or whatever the hell, man. I could have done that shit, man. I'd, I don't know. Why, why am I, why am I poo-pooing myself? Yeah, big, big shout out to, to Will Hardy, man. Getting there. Shout out, shout out. Gotta, gotta put in the hours, man. All right. That's enough of that. Let's talk about the draft, man. NBA draft came and went uh, last week. A uh, couple noteworthy selections. Apollo Bancaro went number one overall to the Orlando Magic, which I don't think people were necessarily surprised that he was the number one overall pick. They were surprised in the way that the Magic went about doing that selection because apparently he didn't go in to work out. Apparently he, had, he didn't really talk much with the organization prior, so they didn't really have like as strong of a relationship, I guess. But it, was, it seemed like weird before, like, I don't know, like, they were either super high on Chet Holmgren or, like, yeah, or they're just trying to throw people off their scent, which is, like, you're the number one draft, you're a team drafting number one overall, like, you don't necessarily need to do that, but there was a lot of Magic fans that were real confused, <laughs> like, how they handled it, but uh, Boncaro, man, it looks like he's going to be a pretty good offensive force going forward, really physical, uh, big, big, uh, big guy that can attack the rim there. Um, number two is Chet Holmgren going to Oklahoma City which long, lanky dudes, skinny dudes. I feel like all those dudes go to OKC at some point in their career because it's like KD started out there. They got this dude, Pokushevsky, like freaking skinny as hell. Um, and then they got Chet Holmgren now. So, so yeah, so yeah. 
like the lanky dudes. Um, and then number three overall was Jabari Smith, another really lanky dude. But he was like a 6'10 shooter type from Auburn. He went to Houston, so he's going to the Rockets. My Sacramento Kings were the fourth uh, pick team, picking fourth overall. And everybody and their mama is shitting on how the hell they handle their draft pick because and uh, a lot of people's big boards, they had this guy, Jaden Ivey, guard out of Purdue, supposed to be pretty damn athletic, really phenomenal uh, basketball player. But he's like a lead guard. So he's got kind of the guy who wants to run the show and hold the ball, handle the ball a lot. Uh, Kings right now employ a player named De'Aaron Fox, who they... Uh, would like to be having the ball a lot. So they didn't necessarily see, I guess, them sitting next to each other, especially considering that last season they also drafted a, another guard who was smaller in uh, Davian Mitchell. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like how Mitchell ended the season. Uh, and Fox did a lot better once they got uh, Sabonis over there. But, like, everybody is just shitting on him. For not drafting Ivy and then for uh, not trading the pick if you weren't going to draft Ivy. Ivy just ended up getting drafted in the next pick by the Pistons. So the Kings ended up just selecting uh, forward Keegan Murray out of Iowa, which uh, he's like the highest drafted player ever from that school. Uh, but he seems like he's good. he could be good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I want to give him as much leeway as possible because he's not the one who can control his situation necessarily. But, uh, man, Kings fans have had a lot of bitching about draft picks and about missing guys when there's, like, an all-star or, like, a fucking all-NBA player who goes drafted right after. I mean, I don't want to go through the list of players, but it's it's insane. They've missed guys like Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, fucking um, uh, Luka, um... Dame Lillard, like, there is so many guys they could have potentially had that they don't and didn't have, so it's, like, fucking frustrating, but, like, I want to, I want to root for this Murray kid, man, because he's, like, he seems like he can be a solid, solid pro, but, um, but, yeah, man, best of luck, Keegan, welcome to SAC, hope you enjoy the city, I know you're probably not a super big city guy, necessarily, so, might be your cup of tea, might be your speed there, but, uh, Best of luck, man. I hope the Kings do well. Um, it's just fucking frustrating, man. Just seeing everybody just shitting on the teams. It's like, oh, here they go again. Here they go again. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the hell's going to happen? Who, I mean, these guys are like, what? Like, I mean, 19 to 22. So, like, you got to give it a few years before you even have any idea how successful guys could be. So, yeah, man. Uh, hope that works out. Um, there were some trades that happened in the draft, a couple different things. Um, let's see. Nuggets made a trade. Uh, they, they dealt Jermichael Green to the Thunder and a protected 2027 first rounder for the number 30th pick and two future seconds. I think they're just getting off the salary. I think Jermichael Green's going to get a buyout from Oklahoma City. That's their move. They just, <laughs> they just absorb salary. And take draft picks as like a, as a favor for that, and then they just ended up buying out guys or trading them somewhere else. So, <laughs> yeah, this is kind of a turnstile organization right now. They're just trying to they're just trying to get like really young dudes. They're, apparently, everybody and their mama is high on this guy Victor Winbayama. Um, <laughs> didn't want to rhyme there necessarily, but hey, that's, that's how we do it. Um, we flowing. So yeah. Apparently, they're not trying to be that great this season either, too. So, I don't know. Maybe some more teams might be tanking for that dude. Apparently, he's like a 7'3 dude who, like, plays like a 6'8 guy. Apparently, he's crazy athletic and put the ball on the floor. So, like, we'll see. We'll see. Unicorn-ass basketball players nowadays, man. Fucking crazy. Um, Who else? Who else? Who else? Uh, Rockets, they traded Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks for the 26th pick and four players, which ended up being Boban Majanovic. Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, and Marquise Chris. So, um, biggest news is that Boban and Luca no longer teammates. Oh, so sad, so sad. I feel like Boban, every team he goes to, he always gets that, <laughs> like a best friend as a teammate, and it ends up being like a, a meme worthy thing. <laughs> Him and Toby, it was Bobby and Toby, the Bobby and Toby shows. Um, Tobias Harris when he was on the Sixers, and then they went to the Clippers, or they on the no, they went to the Clippers, and then they went to the Sixers. They were both teammates, and then 
Then he got traded to the Mavericks. He was cool with Luca, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Boban, be like seven five, <laughs> just ginormous human being coming out in commercials. I see you, bro. I see you coming on State Farm commercials, uh, reaching up at the top shelf for uh, some uh, what was it? Trey Young, yeah, Trey Young, and who's a WNBA player? I can't remember her name. Um, I'm horrible. I know. I know. Uh, free Britney Griner, by the way. Free Britney Griner. Free Britney Griner. And uh, fuck you, Russia. Um, so yeah, free Britney Griner. Um, what else happened? What else happened? The Blazers. They acquire. Oh, so I, I guess I gotta say, Christian Wood on the Mavericks. He might be pretty good. You know, stretch four player. So we'll see what goes on with that. Blazers acquired Jeremy Grant and the 46th pick in this year draft for the Pistons from the Pistons for the 36th pick, a first rounder in 2025. Um and tw- a second rounders that year and the next year in twenty six. So yeah. So Blazers getting Jeremy Grant. That mean that kind of signals that they're trying to win for Dame Lillard. So maybe they don't want to trade Dame. I don't know. I don't know. Confusing stuff in Portland. What's going on? Will they tank? Kinda. Maybe. Maybe not intentionally. I don't know. I don't know. My Sacramento Kings. They traded their forty ninth pick, second rounder for the rights to Sasha. Vinzinkov, Vizinkov. He was a first team all Euroleague uh forward last year. And he was the fifty-seventh pick in the twenty seventeen draft. So if he comes over, cool. What's up? What's going on? Vinzinkov. Um Yeah, best of luck to you. Uh let's see. Magic traded there. Thirty fifth pick for twenty eight second rounder. Uh Memphis Sailor Center Jalen Duran and Kemba Walker got traded to the Pistons in a three day, three way deal with the Knicks and the Hornets. What the Knicks did on draft day was like super confusing to everybody, especially Knicks fans because they thought they were gonna get this guy Duran the center. They had the eleventh pick, ended up shipping the pick out and getting what they got. They got rid of some salary of Kemba Walker and then they got I don't know what the fuck they got. They didn't get any players, so it's like, I think they're just trying to clear room for Jalen Brunson because I think they're going to try to sign him uh, from the Mavericks. He's an unrestricted free agent, so that means that, the, that technically Dallas could match the offer, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, apparently, the Knicks had hired his dad, Rick Brunson, as an assistant coach, and um, both their agents, I guess, are close with the Knicks organization too. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. That seems like that's kind of line up there but yeah for the i mean for the knicks fans jalen brunson he's a good player but like apparently the deal is like four years 100 million dollars so like yeah <laughs> good luck man good luck um a lot of knicks fans are gonna be talking him up at like a future all-star and stuff so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens get that money uh so yeah jalen duran looks like he might be a solid center he's going to the pistons Sixers acquired Anthony Melton from the Grizzlies for Danny Green, number 23 pick. David Roby of Colorado State uh, was that pick. He got drafted. So, yeah. Um, Grizzlies kind of giving up on DeAnthony Melton. I thought that was interesting. They ended up getting another kid um, in the draft. I think it might replace him. I think it was LaRavia, I think is his name. I can't remember. I can't fucking remember. Um, but, yeah, I thought DeAnthony Melton's a solid player, so another Solid player for the Sixers there. Um, we'll see how he fits in on the wing. Danny Green, he tried, didn't. I don't know, didn't didn't have the best of seasons, I guess, last year. Danny Green's an interesting cat because it feels like he's either super hot or super cold. He's a very streaky kind of shooter type of player. So see what uh, he does for uh, for the Grizzlies. Uh, so Sacramento, they drafted Jalen Jaden Hardy at thirty-seven, and they sent him to the Mavericks for two future seconds. So yeah. That's uh, trades and draft news. That's about it. That's that. Um, let's see. What else? What else? I got to kind of fly through some of the rest of these. Um, Kyrie Irving. A lot of craziness the last week with him. Apparently, he was undecided on to whether he wanted to continue to play with the Brooklyn Nets. He had a op- player option they had to make a decision on. And, dude, there was so much rumor and speculation whether, like, he's going to try to go somewhere else. Lakers were interested in him. Uh, the Nets were not interested in trading the, the Lakers, though, so it's like it was probably a moot point. Um, they're like, "Oh, LeBron and Kyrie reun- reunion, it's gonna happen." Oh shit! Uh, but uh, nope, not gonna happen. At least not right now, because he exercises thirty-seven million dollar player option with the Nets for the year, twenty twenty-two, twenty twenty-three. So this next season, 
at least the start of the season right now, he is penciled in to be a member of the Brooklyn Nets. So will that change at some point later? Who the fuck knows? This guy, uh, I don't think we can make any men- uh, assumptions as to where he's at mentally because he's just like an, he's another kind of dude, man. Kyrie's another kind of dude. Um, so, yeah, he's coming back. Let's see. Other players with big player options. Russell Westbrook, he exercises $47.1 million option to join uh, to rejoin the Lakers. So he's back in Tinseltown. And uh, I know a lot of Laker fans are probably really upset about it, but deal with it, man. You guys traded for him. So good luck. Good luck. Another year of uh, Westbrook. Um, don't call him Westbrick. Don't call him Westbrick. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Anthony, da- dude. Anthony Davis does fix a lot of problems for them, but to get to that top level, I don't know. I don't know. See how that goes. There was a lot of LeBron looking off into the distance and not wanting to make eye contact with Russell Westbrook last season on the Lakers. Let's just say that. As somebody who went to a game personally and saw that happen, there's a yeah. It's a lot of craziness. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? John Wall, another player on a fat contract, he exercised his $47.4 million player option uh, with the Rockets. However, it looks like he's going to get a buyout with the team. He had agreed to give back $6.5 million of that deal. So that's, he's making with like a little under 41, 40, 40.9 mil for the season. So not around now. Not around now, especially because he gets a second contract with the next team. Um, yeah, apparently he's going to sign with the Clippers um, and join up with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And I think that that potentially could be pretty damn good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see how that goes. Uh, let's see. P.J. Tucker, he's going to be a free agent. He declined his option, $7.4 million. Uh, let's see. So we'll see where that happens. Uh, Evita Zubats, the center for the Clippers. He agrees to another three-year, $33 million extension. So he's going to go do that um let's see off the court news looks like lebron wants to own an nba team in las vegas whenever that happens adam silver had to come out on record and say they don't have any plans at the moment for an expansion but right now i think it looks like seattle and vegas will probably be the next two teams uh two cities that get teams so when that happens maybe five ten years from now maybe lebron's lined up there um but apparently Floyd Mayweather he might get involved too because he's saying that he was apparently working on getting an nba team for the past six months now, which franchise that might be? Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I know I also read some some blurbs about Shaq wanting to own the Orlando Magic. We'll see if that happens, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Off the court news: uh, Montrez Harrell arrested on on uh, uh, drug charges uh, after a traffic stop in Richmond, Kentucky, last month. Apparently, he had three pounds of weed, and he got charged with trafficking with less than five pounds. So. I think it's a misdemeanor, I want to say. But, yeah, man. It's a lot of weed, bro. Montrez staying lit out there. I see you, bro. <laughs> you just can't do that shit in Kentucky, apparently, man. So, I mean, good luck on the legal system with that shit, bro. Uh, let's see. Uh, big RIP to um, Caleb Swanigan, former former uh, Sacramento King for a brief period. He was drafted by the Portland Trailblazers a few years ago. Um, passed away at the young age of 25. Apparently this guy was going through some stuff. Um, very sad to see. 25, very, very young. This is a guy who's, I read a little bit about his bio. He was um, in foster care a lot as a young child and just really had an unstable background um, for a long period. And probably had a lot of like depression and mental health issues. So like big, big props to everybody who's dealing with that stuff because like it is no joke. Um, get your stuff checked out, definitely. Definitely do that. Um, Mm-mm-mm. Wild stuff, wild stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm gonna talk about for right now. I uh, we're gonna come back on a little later because I got I want to talk about some uh, some baseball and some other sports a little later. But um, I think we'll end it there on the NBA talk. So um. So, yeah, this has been episode 109 of the Puro Caballero Show. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. As I mentioned, we got a show later going on later tonight uh, at Thai Angel Bar in Koreatown. Please come out if you um, are listening right now. If um, 
uh, you're listening after the show. If you showed up, thank you. <laughs> uh, big reminder, we're also doing another show in um, uh, July. It'll be on uh, July the 14th. That'll be the next show at Ty Angel, followed up by the 26th. So tonight, the tw- uh, 14th, and then the 26th. Usually every two weeks, but we got a little scheduling change now. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Anyway, I think we're done here. This has been the Puro Caballero Show. Thank you so much. Y'all been fucking dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> later, later, later.